Hello, friends. It's so nice to see you again. Thank you for listening to Episode 6 of the Feeding Made Easy podcast. Today, we're going to continue our story about Becky. It's the story of her breastfeeding newborn. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, the breastfeeding newborn who had trouble with breastfeeding from the beginning, from the day they were born. And Becky was so stressed out by this because there was so, so much going on in her life. She left the hospital and felt really uncomfortable with breastfeeding. It wasn't because she didn't see a lactation consultant in the hospital. It was just the visits were kind of brief and short. And she had so many questions and the baby still had concerns with breastfeeding. Becky just really wanted to breastfeed, partly because she was living paycheck to paycheck and... Uh, especially until you're figuring out if you uh, qualify for any governmental assistance. It can be quite expensive to buy formula. And then there's just health benefits to breastfeeding. helps fight infections. And there's nutrients in breast milk that you can't get anywhere else. Anyway, (laughs) for all those reasons, Becky really wanted to breastfeed. And breastfeeding was really, really, really hard for her. But she tried it anyway. She left the hospital. She went to the doctor's office with her baby a couple of days later because it's like what everyone does. And when the pediatrician saw Becky, he said, and I'm going to try to give you an impression of the pediatrician's vo- voice. Let's see how this works. Hello, Becky. Thank you for bringing the baby to me for a weight check. It looks like your baby has lost 12% of their body weight and I am concerned that unless there's an improvement in the body weight, next time I see you in three days, we're going to go to the hospital with you and your baby. Whoa, that was really scary for Becky to hear because... It's just the thought of going back to the hospital when you have so many other things to do, when you're still recovering from a cesarean section and a C-section, when you have an older son, when you're a single mom, when there's so many other things going on, and and you're worried about your baby. Like, why would your baby need to go to the hospital? So we're going to discuss that in today's episode. We're going to discuss why a significant amount of weight loss in a newborn can be a problem. We're going to discuss what quantifies it as being too much weight loss. Is 12% the magic number? What other number should you be looking at? And we're also going to discuss some of the complications of too much weight loss. So we're going to discuss all of these things. And stay tuned. Maybe this will help some of you or help somebody that you know. I'm Dr. Evka. I'm a physician and the mom to a young child who fed reluctantly. I remember feeling so scared and so alone. It was hard for me to find the answers to my child's feeding difficulties. Fast forward past many doctor's visits, lots of reading, multiple certifications and various aspects of feeding, and many, many therapy sessions later with me as the mom. You will see a mom and a child who has come a long way in the feeding department. Life is so much less scary. I have so much more knowledge regarding early childhood feeding disorders. Feeding has become easier, and I have more of my life back. I created this Feeding Made Easy podcast as I want you to have actionable, simple, step-by-step strategies so that you don't have to feel as scared or as alone as I once did. 
If you have questions about nutrition and picky eating, if you have a young child with lots of symptoms but no good solution, if you have a young child who has tons of food allergies, if you have a child where feeding seems much more difficult than you'd expect, if you have a diagnosis but do not know where to get good, actionable, simple, step-by-step instructions, you're all in the right place. Let's get learning. Just remember that the material is for educational purposes only. It represents my personal opinions. I'm not your doctor. If your child has specific medical concerns, please talk to your doctor and see one in a timely manner, okay? Now for the recap. If, if you remember last week's episode, I asked you, what would you think if a doctor told you that your baby would ha- have to go back into the hospital shortly after just being there, after being born, because of too much weight loss? One of the options that I gave you is that you think that the doctor has no idea what they're talking about, and you better not go to the doctor again. Well, I want to tell you is that it's standard of care for a doctor to be concerned about a baby's weight loss after it drops a certain percentage points. Standard of care means that a reasonable doctor would behave in a similar way under the same circumstances. That is what happens in medical settings. The doctor is aware of the standard of care practices. And they're based upon research and based upon the literature. So it tells you that there's something that you should be concerned about and why. Anyway, so the doctor told Becky that her child may need to go to the hospital in a couple days unless the weight started gaining, unless there was a significant amount of weight gain. The doctor in saying this was following standard of care guidelines. However, from the perspective of the mom, this could feel overwhelming and scary. Thus, I want to talk to you a little bit about why Doctors are concerned about significant amounts of weight loss in babies. How to calculate whether your baby actually has a lot of weight loss, like more than you expect. And I also want to give you some of the reasons as to why. Why do some babies lose all of this weight? I want to spend part of this episode and the first part really talking about the why and discussing the reasons as to why babies lose weight, and especially so much weight. Just kind of normalize it for you. And then I want to talk about how, you know, 12% may not be too much weight loss. It really depends. And we're going to kind of talk about this freebie that I'm going to give you for this episode. And we're going to talk about some of the research and what it says about there being too much weight loss or not. So we'll get into that too. And then we'll talk about some of the complications and ways to prevent them. From All right, are you ready? I'm going to give you major reasons why babies can lose weight. I'm sure there's other reasons, but I'm just going to focus on these. The first reason has to do with this extra fluid being present in the baby's body when they are born. The story I want to share with you is of my own pregnancies. So during the third trimester, especially really, really close to my baby's due date, I gained a lot of weight. Actually, a lot of uh, water weight. And then I went to the hospital and they gave me some fluids directly into my veins. And I had a... uh, intensive labor where I was pushing and then eventually it turned into an emergency C-section or cesarean section at the very last moment. 
By this point, my body had been filled with so much weight. <laughs> so much fluid. So much fluid was in there. And I really wasn't urinating that much of it while I was in labor. I don't think that all of that fluid just was within like my tissues in my body. I think some of that weight went into the baby as well. The baby was filled uh, with fluid as the doctors kept giving me intravenous fluids into my veins for, for good reason. But what happened afterwards when the baby was born is that the baby was checked and their initial birth weight was the weight that they had when they were pumped full of fluids just like I was. I remember the first month after giving birth, I lost 50 pounds and much of that was in water weight because my baby weighed less than 10 pounds. So it was so much of that was just water weight, just water, 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 water. And so you can only imagine how much fluid was within my baby. And there's research to back up this theory that getting to so many fluids within the hospital when you're giving birth or when you're having a cesarean section can contribute to this abnormal elevation in what the baby's birth weight is. Because you have to remember that for babies who have had a C-section where the mom has had a lot of fluids placed into her body, they pee a lot. When they're born, the weight that's given as the initial birth weight that you're trying to strive towards is going to be that weight that's checked right after birth or shortly after birth, as opposed to when the baby urinates all of the fluid that it just got out. So for those babies who were born by cesarean section or whose mothers had a lot of fluids right be at birth or right before birth. When they're weighed right at birth, they're going to be carrying around a lot of this extra water weight. Then as they urinate it out, their weight will naturally drop to be more representative of what their weight percentile was in utero. Okay, so that's number one. That's the first reason why babies lose weight during birth. Another reason has to do with just like learning how to do something. I'm, I'm going to compare the analogy of learning how to feed after birth to learning how to ride a bike. Before birth, babies are getting their nutrients passively through the womb, through the, the umbilical cord, the, through the placenta. So the nutrients are coming from their mother. They really don't have to do much for it. Sometimes if you do these ultrasounds of babies in the last trimester, you will hear stories of babies sucking their thumbs while they're in the womb, but it's just sucking of the thumb. They're working on their sucking. It's a reflex. They're not really getting nutrients that way. It's all coming from the mother and it's going directly into their blood vessels. Compare that to a toddler who is sitting in the back seat in the toddler seat of their parents' bike and is being biked around. They go from place to place and it happens pretty quickly without the toddler having to do too much work. Now, when the baby is born, everything changes. Now they have to figure out how to feed themselves. They have to figure out how to use their mouths in just the right way. Luckily, babies have reflexes that help them to feed, especially when things are first starting out. But over time, as babies get older, as they get to that three or four month age, those reflexes go away. Anyway, change the subject. 
All right, so let's talk about these reflexes in terms of what happens when a baby tries to breastfeed. First, the babies have to find the breast, and then they have to open their mouth in just the right way to be able to extract breast milk from the breast. They need to suck out that breast to get the breast milk in, and then they have to propel the breast milk to the back of their mouth without gagging, and then down into the different parts of the digestive tract. A lot of this is governed by reflexes. There's a reflex that helps babies to move towards an object and open their mouths, like to move towards their breaths and then to open their mouths. There's a reflex that helps with swallowing and with sucking of things like breast milk. There's a reflex that helps to propel things back into the mouth and then down the digestive tract and there's even a reflex like a gag reflex that allows breast milk or formula to go down the digestive tract but kind of helps prevent some of the bigger things like solid food or a spoon from going all the way down the digestive tract. A lot of these behaviors are governed by reflexes but they don't control all of feeding, and especially as feeding mechanisms advance because the baby has a transition off of breast milk or formula into other types of foods, that feeding really is a learned behavior. Now, I want to go back to that toddler who was previously riding on the back of their parents' bike in a bike seat, and then something happened to the bike seat. It was gone, and the toddler was left with a bike, a practice bike. Now you can think of those training wheels as the reflexes that baby uses when it's first figuring out how to feed. Initially, those training wheels are wonderful. They help a toddler to keep their balance on the bike and to move forward on the bike. They help even propel the toddler forward, especially if the bike with training wheels is going down the hill. However, with wear and tear, the training wheels don't work as well after a period of time. And at that point, the child has to learn how to bike on their own. In order to really be able to ride that bike, the toddler has to learn how to pedal. Initially, a bike ride for that toddler, then like the more independent way is going to be very short before they fall or they stop. But over time, through lots and lots and lots of practice, it gets better. And it's the same thing with feeding. Over time, with lots and lots and lots of practice, the feeding gets better. But initially, at the beginning, when the baby's first learning how to feed, it's hard. All right, so we discussed two reasons why a baby may lose weight after birth. One of them is that they just had too many fluids in their body during like the first few moments that they were born and they had to urinate those fluids out. Another reason is that they're just learning how to feed. The third reason has to do with breast milk supply. So for some moms, it just takes longer for their breast milk to come in. Examples of moms where it just takes longer include those who have like a polycystic ovarian syndrome or who are older or who have a cesarean section. And guess what? Becky's an older mom and Becky just has cesarean section. So it's just going to take longer for her breast milk to fully come in. There seems to be such an emphasis on weight loss, especially during that first week of life. And 
why? <laughs> like, and how do you know what is considered abnormal weight loss anyway? Because I think that's what everyone's worried about, like abnormal weight loss because of the complications. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was the uh, abnormal weight loss and what is really considered to be abnormal weight loss and what's not. So in Becky's case, the doctor was concerned because when he saw the baby in the office after the baby had been discharged from the hospital, the baby had lost 12% of birth weight. And who's to say that this 12% is too much? Like, what is it that makes that such a concerning number? That's a really good question. And there's actually places where you can gather data to know whether or not the amount of weight loss that your baby has had is too much or not. Some pieces of medical literature may say that excessive weight loss over 7% of birth weight should prompt evaluation by a healthcare provider. Another piece of data says that if it's over 12% of weight loss, the baby is at increased risk of complications from dehydration. We'll discuss these complications in a moment. The big numbers seem to be 7% and 12%. However, by themselves, those numbers don't give us enough. So, so what? 7% means that the child has to be evaluated? Okay. And 12% means that they have complications. But those numbers don't tell me a lot of information about the baby. They don't tell me how old the baby is. They don't tell me how many hours it's been since the baby was born. They, they don't tell me whether the baby was born post-term or preterm or right at term. They just don't give me all of the information th that I need in order to be able to figure out whether or not 12% or 7% is a big deal. The amount of weight loss that's considered normal is based upon these variables. By themselves, 7% or 12% don't really mean that much. In other words, without this other data, the 12% weight loss that Becky's baby experience may still be within the normal range of weight loss. There are many other things to look at. It's important for healthcare providers as well as families to be aware of these numbers. I'm gonna go over them in a freebie. So please check out the freebie for episode six of this episode because it's all about that. To have a better sense of whether or not a specific amount of weight loss is concerning. I want you to look at a paper from 2015 that was published in the Journal of Pediatric. The authors looked at hospital records of over 160,000 births. That's like the size of some major cities, like that many births. And they tried to figure out what weight loss is considered normal at a specific time point after birth. They figured out this information for babies who are born at term as well as for babies that were born premature. And this information really told us about whether or not a specific amount of weight loss is concerning based upon all this other stuff. I'm going to link back to this paper in my freebie for this episode. So go to episode 6 of the Feeding Made Easy podcast on my website, drevka.com, and you'll see it right there. If you're already on the website, on that post, just scroll all the way to the bottom, and we'll go over this in length. But the important thing to know 
in Becky's case, is that 48 hours after birth, the average baby that was born vaginally has lost about 7% of its body weight. So 7% of 48 hours after birth is really not that concerning, right? The average baby has lost that much. And about 5% of babies at 48 hours of birth have lost about 10% of their body weight or more. What's even interesting is that it can take a long time for babies to regain their birth weight. According to the data in full-term babies who are born by cesarean section, 8% had still not achieved birth weight 21 days after they were born. Thus, this good information gives us data about what's really going on and is considered abnormal versus normal weight loss and weight gain. I want you to go look at that freebie. And in that freebie, I'll go through your step-by-step process to help you figure out whether the weight loss that Becky's baby had when they saw the baby's doctor was concerning or not. Now, some of you may be asking yourselves, well, what's the big deal with all the weight loss? And that brings me to my third topic. Do you, any of you have questions about the problems with too much weight loss? It can be a big deal. And I want to give you three of the reasons why it can be a big deal to lose too much weight. There are more reasons, but these are the top three reasons I will discuss. Number one, I want to focus on babies that lose too much weight and that develop dehydration. Dehydration means that the babies don't get fluid. And you have to remember that most of the weight in babies that fluctuates up and down is going to be from fluid because most of what babies take in right? It's the breast milk or it's formula. I want to compare dehydration in babies to the dehydration experienced by marathon runners. And I'll start from the very beginning. Before the marathon runners begin the marathon, before the babies are born, they tend to be pretty well hydrated for the most part. It's just when that sudden change happens, when the marathon runner starts that marathon or when the baby's born, that all of a sudden the amount of hydration that they were getting previously changes. The marathon runner is busy running, the the baby's busy trying to figure out feeding, and they may not get the same amount of fluids initially that they did before they started a marathon or before they were born. So why are the symptoms of not getting enough fluids? What are the symptoms of dehydration? Initially, those symptoms could be pretty subtle. But as time goes on, those symptoms can change for the baby who's starting to get more moderately dehydrated. You often get changes in the mood. They may be crying more. They may be more irritable than usual. And eventually they may fall to the other extreme where they stop moving as much, where they seem to be sleeping more. It's the same thing as with marathon runners. If they don't get enough fluids, initially you might not notice too many symptoms in the marathon runner, but as the lack of fluids continues, those marathon runners may often have more difficulty running the marathon. So dehydration isn't the best thing. And one of the complications in dehydration in babies and probably in most people is that over time, if there's not enough fluids, affects the kidneys. There's more likelihood of urinary tract infections. It even affects the brain. A lot of the reasons why too much weight loss in babies can be a problem has to do with that brain, that wonderful, precious brain that babies have. I'm going to discuss that more in a moment. Anyway, it's so good to be hydrated. If you're a runner and you're being asked to hydrate, why is there so much talk about giving yourself electrolyte-filled water as opposed to just water by itself? I'm going to go over that next. 
It's the same thing in babies. When babies start to get really dehydrated, it's probably better <laughs> to for them not to just get water all by themselves. And there's reasons for that. Those reasons have to do with electrolytes. So why are electrolytes? Electrolytes are minerals in the body that have an electric charge. Electrolytes, electric charge. They are responsible for so many of our body parts working. They are important because they balance them out of water in the body, they move nutrients into cells, they move waste products out of cells, they balance the body's pH, whether it's too basic or too acidic or just right. These are all things that electrolytes do. And electrolytes are so important for just about every organ system in our body to be functioning properly. That includes the brain, the wonderful, wonderful brain. What electrolytes are especially important? You might be asking yourself that next. I think they all are. But one of the feared complications of dehydration of the baby losing too much weight is an increase in their level of sodium. Yep, sodium, NaCl, sodium chloride, the same thing found in salt, but we're not talking about the chloride part. We're only talking about the sodium part. Sodium is so important to the body. When there is a dehydration, the body can start to develop too high of a sodium level. And you want the sodium level in the body to be just right. When there is dehydration, the amount of sodium in the body can start to increase. And then you might end up with things like vomiting, diarrhea, liver problems, kidney problems. And remember how we talked about that all-important brain? The brain can also start to have complications. Excess sodium, especially when... Accompanied by dehydration, which can happen in babies who lose too much weight, can be a problem. They may feel tired. They may have seizures. They can have lots of irritability. can have high-pitched cries. They can be breathing way too quickly. So you don't want that. Thus, I gave you two reasons why too much weight loss can be a problem. The first is dehydration. The second is changes in electrolyte levels, especially high sodium levels in these babies. The third reason has to do with jaundice. Specifically, this is a type of jaundice known as breastfeeding jaundice. It's not to be confused with breast milk jaundice. It's a completely different term. This is breastfeeding jaundice. This can happen when during the first week of life, when the breastfeeding is not fully established and the babies are not getting enough of the breast milk. But any of us don't have enough fluid. We're more likely to be constipated. Babies make their first stool while they're still in the womb. And then their job, once they're born, is to get that first stool out. Because that first stool has a lot of bilirubin. Too much bilirubin can contribute to two jaundice to this yellowing of the skin, the yellowing of the eyes, and potentially to complications in that brain. That's precious, wonderful brain that's still working its magic and forming all these neural connections within the baby. Based upon the three reasons I gave you, doctors can be concerned about too much weight loss in babies because it can lead to dehydration and problems in the kidneys. It can lead to electrolyte imbalances, including excess sodium, and it can lead to too much bilirubin in the body. And this can affect the coloring of the skin, turning it yellow, as well as potentially the brain. All of this has to do with the brain, with protecting that precious, precious baby brain.
There it is. I just gave you the reasons why some babies lose a lot of weight to after being born. I gave you information about how to know how much weight is too much. And again, we're going to discuss that even more in my freebie. So at the end of this episode, episode six of the Feeding Made Easy podcast, if you're on that webpage, on my website, drevka.com, all the way on the episode six website, you'll get that freebie that really discusses with you, that gives you that graph of what to look for when you are trying to figure out whether or not your baby has lost too much weight. And eventually, I talk about the complications of too much weight loss. Like, what are some of those complications? I gave you three of them. And uh, that concludes this week's episode. I'm going to give you step-by-step strategies to help with that weight in the next episode, in episode seven. And I'll discuss a little bit of what the lactation consultants do. I hope you look forward to the next episode. And again, just to talk about freebies, last week's freebie had to do with the amount of dehydration in babies and when is it too much. This week's uh, freebie is all about figuring out for yourself, has my baby lost too much weight? The, the graph doesn't work for every single baby, but it does work in the large majority of them. So it's something worth looking at. And then next week, we're going to discuss even more as we go through this journey of if you're like Becky, if you know somebody like Becky who has difficulty with breastfeeding and his baby's just not gaining enough weight, like what do you do? Thank you again for just listening to this podcast, the Feeding Me Easy podcast. I am so, so glad that you are listening. At this point, the podcast is new. If you have any questions, just contact me. Go on the work with me section of my website and we can talk there. Or you can find me on Instagram. We can try to talk about my Facebook group. Looking forward to hearing from you and I'll see you this time next week. Same place. Talk to you soon.